0: Welcome into episode 47 of the Pegasus podcast, an emergency podcast. I am Bailey Adams, and I'm joined, as always, by Christian Simmons. You can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at by Simmons, and at Night Sports Now We're recording this on Saturday afternoon in the middle of rivalry weekend, uh, in the middle of college fo- football being on TV. But we had to record this because, um, I guess, as Christian put it on Twitter, the what did you say? Like the the least surprising news in UCF history? Yeah, I said the least like
1: surprising news in UCF history has dropped.
0: It's official. And uh, Dylan Gabriel has entered the transfer portal. And it's not one of those things where a player will enter the portal and be like, oh, like they're just going to see what their options. No, he's he posted a message and he's like, my time at UCF
1: is over. It's come to an end, and he's gone. So, and first off, I really appreciate. I was covering the men's basketball game, which is why we're just doing this now. I really appreciate. He dropped it at tip off. Like yeah. at tip off. So appreciate that. Thanks, Dylan. It's just another great gift from you and a line of many. <laughs> um, so I want to preface everything I say on this podcast with something I'm, a- I'm asking something of our listeners. I'm going to, I'm speci- I specifically was saving a lot of my thoughts for this podcast that I would prefer not be on Twitter, which is why I'm saying them here. And I know some of you like to post things I say on the podcast on Twitter. I prefer you don't do that for this episode because I'm specifically, I'm trying to be very neutral on Twitter because I no one really likes to trash players. And I'm not saying I'm about to go trash Dylan Gabriel, but like, I just would, well, we'll see. But I just would prefer that, I would prefer that like what we talk about on the podcast just sort of stays on the podcast. If you can agree to that, listeners I know because it's a little, little smaller audience and smaller range than um, Twitter. So yeah that, that would be great. Thanks.
0: Yeah, because things will um, get taken out of context. Un- exactly, undoubtedly. exactly.
1: Um, And I think just to start, if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably know that I've never liked Dylan Gabriel. (laughs) That's not really a secret.
0: Remember in the early days of the Pegasus podcast, we were basically like called an anti anti Dylan
1: Gabriel podcast. And which, I, but I want to say some stuff that I don't usually like because I, I talked about a lot of on field stuff, which I felt was fair. But now that you're leaving, Dylan, there's off the field stuff. Oh, so you're going to address him directly. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Dylan's listening. I'm sure he's really, he's like, well, hold on. How's this playing with the Pegasus podcast? I'm yeah. sure that's like right next to Calling Ole Miss. That's like the next M- <laughs> thing that we're Dylan Gabriel always gave off the persona that he was God's gift to UCF and UCF was so lucky that he had chosen to play here when he could have played anywhere. And it was so opposite the brand of Mackenzie Milton and just so strange and kind of unnecessary for a star player of a team. And so against what UCF is where UCF has always had this underdog mentality all the way back to 2019. It just rubbed me the wrong way. It always did. And I never really got over that. And the way that was exacerbated by NIL with him, has just been remarkable to watch over the last year. I mean, it really has. I mean, he is quote unquote sick or not healthy enough to play, but is running around doing Oakley box drops. And I, I, and you know, it's like, it's all, I mean, him calling his brand DG the brand, like it just becoming and selling jerseys and black and gold jerseys that don't say UCF, but say Dylan Gabriel is the most on-brand thing for him in the world. And before – I'm going to let you talk, Bailey, I swear, because I know I'm just rambling right now. I just have to say one more thing on top of that. I think NIL is great. I am a million percent pro NIL, and I always have been. You can check the previous podcast on that. And it's because I know for every one Dylan Gabriel, there's five guys who need this money for their families. Or you saw some player – I remember what school was like giving away turkeys for Thanksgiving. NIL is great. Oh, C.J. Walker did that. C.J. Walker did that. There you go. So, like, players deserve this, and there is no legal reason to deny them that. But you do get guys like Dylan Gabriel where it literally becomes the center of their existence. I don't think he could care less how UCF does on the field. I really don't, and I know I'm not alone in that belief.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. That's the thing is, like you said, you're going to let me talk, but like I can just echo everything you're saying because it, it's just been just he didn't connect with the fan base almost on any level. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say that. I guess there's some people that are, are upset by this news and are like, did have Twitter's a being very brutal to him
1: right now. I will say.
0: Not everyone I was surprised that initially like the the feedback was just like oh like you go like go get your money like blah blah you'll always be a knight and I was like I, okay see ya like I, I don't care
1: Yeah not, I don't not, not I, I don't think Dylan cares I don't think no. Dylan's like I'll always be a knight I just it just seemed like I mean I think everyone can I it, you know and this has been reported so I feel comfortable saying it's like Dylan has been completely checked out since his injury He's been completely checked out he has barely been a part of anything this year and when you pre- and when you put that next to Mackenzie Milton who like was going through surgeries and and coaching up Daryl Mack in 2018 and did everything he could to help Dylan in 19 and eventually left UCF to let it be Dylan's team. You compare that with Dylan Gabriel, who now it's the same situation true freshman, Dylan didn't care. He he didn't he didn't try to help, he didn't care. He he just went through the motions. I he just knew he was gonna be somewhere else next year and just checked out. So that that's that's frustrating for sure.
0: And that's what I tweeted, and that's what really I think most annoys me about all of this is that. Mackenzie Milton left in such a graceful way and was like, like this is Dylan's team now. And it belongs to him. Like he's earned the right to be the starter. He shouldn't have to compete with me. And, you know, I'm going to go off and finish my career elsewhere. And he handled it the, completely the right way. And we're a year later and, and not even a full year later. And Dylan Gabriel was just like, all right, see ya. That doesn't mean anything to me.
1: I don't like, know if Dylan and Milton are still close, but I really wonder how Milton feels about that when he's been going through this really rough year at Florida state and he left, for two reasons. He left because he wanted to play, which can't fault anyone for that. And he left because he was still the locker room leader and he wanted this to be Dylan's team. And now and and it was Dylan's team after Milton left for two games. And then Dylan got hurt. And Dylan and Dylan, when that responsibility of actually playing was off his shoulders, didn't even try to be a team captain. Didn't, didn't even. try. I, I just it's been. And I, and that's why I don't want to put this on like Twitter. I don't want to like tweet this stuff on Twitter and it's not like we're dropping insider info. We're just giving our opinions, but it's like, I just, it's a, such a bad look. And like when a player announces they're leaving the team you just trash that player. And I know that's like the fan base default, but this is the rare scenario where like it's, it's, it's warranted. Like it really <laughs> is just, and, it, and, it, and like I said, this is stuff that was an issue last year and it's stuff that was an issue in 2019. It's like, it's kind of like Dylan Gabriel transferring was inevitable and he just finally got his excuse to do so. No. I mean, it really, it really feels that way.
0: Two things on that. Yeah, I mean, he got an excuse. We talked about it after he got hurt against Louisville. We were like, all right, what's his legacy? And we talked about it then. Like, just because we said if, if Mikey Keene has an okay season, you know, we could see Dylan leave. And I don't even think it was even – even
1: if Mikey had, like, a really, really bad season, I think he would have left anyway. Like, I think he was just – This is – so, our, I will say, first off, all of you made fun of us for saying that Dylan was going to yeah. leave. You. So, haha, we we were right. We're so happy to be correct that UCF star quarterback is transferring. Um, but we got the reason wrong entirely. Yeah, I, I mean, we base that off of how do you go back from Mikey? And I, I personally, as much as I love Mikey Keen, I don't think he's even going to be the starter here next year. I think it's probably going to be Tommy Castellanos. And what this really – and if Dylan wanted to be back next year, there, it's not like there would be some quarterback comments. He would be the starter. He is leaving because he thinks he can make more money off NIL and have a better brand at another school. And probably just – and probably on – and I'm not, like, saying, like, he told me this. I, I, You know, it's like, I don't know Dylan Gabriel. It's just That's obvious. Very obvious. And the secondary factor is, like I talked about earlier, he simply thinks he's better than UCF. He thinks he's an SEC quarterback or whatever, and he thinks he deserves to be. I I mean, he thinks he deserves to be at a quote-unquote big school.
0: That was my other. That was my other point of contention that I just never really understood. Like, and we talked about it earlier, like leading into the season, and I still feel the same way. Like going coming into the season, he was a top four, top five quarterback in the country, and I was, you know hoping everything was going to work out this year and everything with him. But that whole idea of like, he's God's gift to UCF. Like he could play anywhere. He didn't have a thousand offers. It's not like he had an offer everywhere. Like he He was committed to army for most of
1: his recruitment. Yeah.
0: He had like the two big offers outside, outside of UCF that he had were Georgia and USC.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, so it's not like he could have just picked anywhere and it's like, Oh, I decided to go to UCF. It's, he had a few choices. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously I think Milton helped his recruitment a lot. Um, but yeah, it's not like he could have just gone anywhere
1: and it just, and there is a little bit like a little shred of blame that goes to the fan base here too, as I've talked about before. And what it really just comes down, like at the core of this problem is that Dylan Gabriel was not Mackenzie Milton. And I think the fans didn't like that. And I think Dylan Gabriel didn't like that. And the fa- I I mean, he always had a more contentious relationship with the fan base than Milton ever did. I mean, there was always yeah. taught, you know, just from 2019. And fans never embraced him and he never embraced the fans. And, and it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing where I don't think one really influenced the other. I think fans didn't embrace him for a reason.
0: Yeah, I think and, it was a two-way street.
1: Yeah, and but that's really just what it came to. I mean, there was always from, from the first start he had here until this moment, there was a distance between him and the fans that did not exist with the fans of Mackenzie Milton.
0: And you know, with a player who very clearly has an ego as like he does, that was probably hard for him to
1: handle. I was rolling my eyes so much. And I guess we can talk about it now um, since it's a while in the past and he's leaving early in Gus's tenure, which first off, for those of you who forgot that Gabriel was, wanted uh Levy. And then when they hired Gus, he removed all the UCF stuff from his profile and then had to put it all back. in after Gus talked to him, but for those of you who didn't catch on Gus had to go out of his way to stroke Dylan's ego so much on a weekly basis. And, and, and Gus got that. Like Every every single presser where Gabriel came up, even in like a passing reference, Gus had to be like, oh, Dylan, he's our superstar. We love him. One of the best quarterback because that's what Dylan required. I mean, he needed to see he needed to see public praise for himself to feel good about him. So I, I it just and I would roll my eyes every presser because someone even asked, like, oh, so you know, Dylan this week in practice. Gus was like, oh, just an amazing, like superstar quarterback. It's like, that's what we have. We have a quarterback where that's what's required to get him yeah. to do his job. And it just it got it was just it was wearing it, it was just it was wearing on me to watch that. And I'm not I, you know, we talked about an earlier podcasts, 2022 is gonna be a worse season now. There's no way around that. Probably There's absolutely no way around that. Unless UCF goes and gets a quarterback in the portal, which is always a possibility. Yeah, and then I just um, I don't know,
0: the the whole thing that like I'm it's probably not the rule, it's more of the exception, but people people have their takes on Mikey Keene. But everybody remembers McKenzie Milton's freshman season and him getting booed off the field at the end of the at the end of the cure bowl. Like there's, there's always the potential that he could make a leap as a sophomore and have a full off season where it's, you know, I don't know. It depends on how they go, how they go about it. If he's going to have to compete all off season. And actually, I don't know. Is Tommy. Enrolling I'm sure. Early? To,
1: I'm sure Tommy will enroll early. Yeah. Um. I so, mean, that's the thing is we'll I'm still, I still really like Mikey and I think he's had a lot of, I think he,
0: he didn't have a good game this
1: weekend. We're not even gonna talk about USF on this podcast. Yeah,
0: We'll, we'll talk about USF time. on the next podcast. Um, But we'll have a full one next week.
1: Yep. To talk about that. But um, I, you know, I still think Mikey could be really, really good, and I think he had a really solid true freshman campaign. Um, I think what he's running into is you've got Castellanos coming in, who not only is a Gus recruit, but is really just that he is like he is that build and that style of quarterback that Malzahn loves and and just fits perfectly in the offense. So maybe it's maybe it's two years straight years of true freshman. Maybe Mikey beats him out. But either way, the the, the bar is lowered for next year. It just is. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I'm really just not sorry to see Dylan go, A. Eh? And I'm just not. I'm sorry. Like, no, I mean, I'm not I'm sure. I, try- I just I, – it's like we've been waiting for this news for a while. Like, it, it. you know, I feel like most people have understood that this was coming. Yeah. And when it happened, it, I was just like, okay. Like, all I'm really thinking about is, like, this is going to hurt some brand stuff because it's going to look bad from a national perspective, but I, I don't care. And it's going to help in 2023 when UCF goes to the Big 12 and they won't have a new quarterback. So you've got to look to that. I'm curious,
0: and it'll be. We'll see how quickly everything goes, and with with all the portal stuff. But I'm very curious to see how many teams are really gonna be like all over him, or if he's just gonna go straight to Ole Miss. And I feel like he's the kind he's of gonna guy, have a lot of options. He's The kind of guy that's gonna like wait and see his options. And no, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna make a show like of it. agency. Yeah, he'll he probably really take.
1: Is. He'll probably take visits. He'll do, yeah.
0: he'll do probably like LeBron did. He'll probably do a, like a. He'll broadcast the
1: decision and do all that. <laughs> You're choking, but I can totally see it. No, absolutely. Yeah, I just. It's some big production. And the truth be told, what he he's gonna just be looking at engagement because he just wants to see where is my nil gonna be the best? Where am I gonna sell the most socks? You know, like that's what he's looking at. <laughs> and honestly, if that if, if that's your goal, if you're in college to sell socks, then you, you know you're th- this is a good move because UCF in Orlando they're not gonna buy your socks because UCF fans are UCF fans. They're not Dylan Gabriel fans. That that was the I, it's, I don't understand this, and it's not just a Gabriel thing. So many players have done with this player branded merch, like buy a Spencer Rattler shirt. And it's like, I just, you know, like, even when, like, even in pro sports, like, I don't know anyone who buys a Tom Brady shirt. That's just Tom Brady. I know he sells them. I don't think they do well. You buy a Bucks shirt. Yeah. That's Brady, you know? And it's like, so, but in college football, like if he goes to Ole Miss, and I think I said this on a previous podcast, like Oxford or some tiny SEC town where that college football team is the core of the culture there, then yeah you'll get 60,000 people buying DG the brand merch just because that's what you do in that tiny little town. And if that's but, what, so if you're here to sell socks, then if that's, that's why like, you're in college, then is yes, that the end goal? Serious. Cause
0: like, is he going to be, is he going to be an NFL
1: quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And I doesn't thought, like, have the build for it, but yeah, also, but the NFL has been drafting smaller guys more recently. So maybe
0: that's what I'm wondering. And I'm wondering like, is the NFL the end goal or is he literally just trying to cash in on as much NIL stuff as he can? And then maybe he gives the NFL a shot if he can, if he can get a shot,
1: but well, let me tell you like, something. If NFL, if NIL is the end goal, then you're not going to make it to the NFL. I mean, let's yeah. be a hundred percent just brutally honest right now. Dylan Gabriel couldn't win big games at UCF. He couldn't. Well, I got blocked by Juan Toribio on Twitter for arguing the opposite after the Louisville game, but it's just true. And you yeah. look at, I, I mean, you look at his performance and he's a very good quarterback. I don't want anyone to come away with this like, oh, now Dylan's got to UCF. Or he's a very good quarterback. He is a top five quarterback in college football when he wants to be. But the thing that was so frustrating that you saw with him was every time UCF played a big opponent where there was something on the line, he shut down. He would not take risks. He would not, he, I mean, he would just do the bare minimum. And it just, we talked about that all, all summer, honestly, yeah. preparing for this season. And that, and you know why? Brand it's like don't want to screw up on national tv it's like it just it got so tiring after a while so i don't care that ucs back to square one at the quarterback position i really don't i and, is, I'm, and i promise you this isn't just bitter he's leaving this is how i felt for a long time and if you've listened to previous podcasts these can are confirm. not surprising takes from me Can so. confirm as
0: as someone who's been friends with christian for years now and talked about this before we even had a podcast so geez man i
1: was on the i got Hate on Twitter because I used to be on the Daryl Mac train way back in the day in 2019 I just yeah. you know for the reason I said the one thing above all to just to sum this all up for for my take was just you know he always acted like he was better than UCF and that we should be kissing the ground that he walked on because he chose to come here and that's not UCF's brand that's not what UCF is and and there are schools that will treat players that way but UCF's not going to treat players that way and they shouldn't
0: and we don't have to get too far into it because we talked about it a lot on the the Post Louisville podcast um but what his legacy like he was statistically very good
1: yeah statistically he's like probably a top top 3 top 4 quarterback he
0: leaves with not even a conference championship appearance nope and he leaves with very few like if any big wins like you would like at, at the time stanford felt like a big win it was like his coming out party but stanford was not good that year they won they four games fact very bad that year and then Boise State this year, I was like, okay, finally, this was a close game. He won the game, and then like that was probably the signature win. But they weren't good this year either. I'm dead serious. I mean, His best but, win
1: was the Gasparilla Bowl, and he didn't even play well in the Gasparilla Bowl. He won the MVP. He got that. Yeah, pirate I chest. not Don't. Think I mean, he didn't you played well, did he? That is the only personal accolade he's leaving UCF with is Gasparilla Bowl MVP.
0: <laughs> Maybe Mike. Do you a think weeks. he's?
1: Do you think he still has that pirate chest? I don't know. Oh, I hope Mikey wins in a couple weeks because then I'm gonna get to put up a tweet i will be like <laughs> Mikey Keane now has as many Gasparilla <laughs> Mikey Keane now has as many personal accolades as Dylan Gabriel did at UCF. That'll be the tweet. Um, yeah, but you know you look at court. I mean you look at quarterbacks, Daryl Mack has a conference championship win at UCF. Justin I said Hol- that Justin Holman said has that. a conference championship at UCF. I don't remember
0: what podcast it was on, but I was like pretty much Daryl Mack as like as big of a what if as his like tenure was. He's a cult hero for, for UCF forever because yeah, he had one insane game. He had six. Yeah, touchdowns. that performance.
1: <laughs> it was not like, like he just managed the game. He came out there and won them the game.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, it's just it's it's funny. It's I don't no, know, you it's, can't we, put
1: Dylan Gabriel even remotely in the conversation of like Bill Nervortles or Cole Pepper.
0: No. Not in that discussion. And That's the thing is like at the time like coming into this year I felt like okay, if he if he has the kind of year this year that I was expecting him to have and maybe he stays around and plays next year then yeah, he's going to be in that category. He's going to be up in that category with them. It all everything got a lot of it hinged on like the team success. Yep. But in terms of like record book wise, like he was going to be, and I mean he probably still is like up there. But he was going to be like top three or four or five in like all the categories if he would have played out his career here and all that. But yeah, I mean it's it's funny because he leaves, and I don't think like I've seen some people say like oh we'll be rooting for you wherever you go. Like I don't care how he does. I don't. No, no, like a, I really a, don't. Stark contrast to, I mean, this is a harder comparison. It's a comparison that we people, a lot of people have made, but like McKenzie leaving, like McKenzie is my favorite college player of all time. And so- I think a lot of
1: UCF fans would agree. Yeah,
0: McKenzie that. leaving and going to Florida State, like everyone was rooting for him because it was McKenzie and it was just like, he did everything the right way. He but was- But I
1: honestly feel like that that was part of the problem with Dylan is that he was in Milton's shadow. And I feel yeah. like that's part of the reason Milton left. But truthfully, that shouldn't be something you care about. That shouldn't be a focus of why you are or are not with a team. Especially
0: though, especially once McKenzie did leave, he was graceful. He just said like, all right, this is your team. And Dylan was like, okay, like I'll I'll take it. But like, I'll get rid. I'll drop it. The the
1: first opportunity I get. I'm really curious what Milton makes of all this, because I'm sure that he would come down with Dylan just because they were very close here. I don't know if they still are, but there has to be some part of his mind. that's just like, man, I left, I left the team that loved me like a God so that it could be his team and he left because he wants to sell more socks you know like i it's it's just it's so strange and you know i was i'd say i was saying this earlier it like because you know there's the reality where okay if mckenzie milton had decided to stay for some reason he would have probably been the starter this year and i'm kind of like you know like and i think ucf i hate to say this probably would have had a worse year if milton was the starter I, I really hate to say that yeah but i think it's true and and part of me i thought back on it i'm like you know I would literally, if you told me I could take this year, as it was exactly, or or instead they lose two more to go six and six, but Milton got to start the whole year, i take six and six with Milton.
0: I, I think do. I agree. I yeah. do.
1: I Just to see him play again. I mean, that that's how much fans cared about him. Because we're out here like, we would legitimately sacrifice wins off this schedule and turn them into losses if it meant that Milton was the quarterback here. Like, he transcended the results themselves. That's how much yeah. fans cared about him. And it sucks that his transfer went on to mean – Jack shit. I mean, it just literally meant nothing. I, you know, there's going to be a curse word in this podcast. Sorry, guys. You
0: hit that uh, explicit button. <laughs> yeah. For one word. Just one explicit. Um, oh, on. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, I, I don't, I don't really know what else, what more to say really about it. But one thing I do want to know is like, I want, I, this is completely a completely different topic, but I'm like, okay, Mackenzie's college career is coming to an end. Is there any chance he comes back to UCF on the coaching staff? And if he, if he does, I want someone to ask him about Dylan
1: Gabriel i don't know i don't know because i mean he, does, he doesn't you i mean i would love that he doesn't have a relationship with any of coaches anymore. you know i don't know i don't know if he even knows gus i don't know if they've met um actually yeah they have because Bill came here for some spring stuff yeah um but i don't know i think it's way more likely he ends up in tennessee or maybe even Ole miss or nebraska i mean I, I or, do or know fsu loved, or i mean if i had to put money staff. down right now i'd probably just say he ends up at g8 at fsu
0: yeah i hate that idea just, Should we wrap I'm up? So, I don't
1: know. I don't know what else. That, yeah. I, unless we want to get in a lot, I mean, I think I've touched on it. Like as far but as how thing, this affects UCF, you know,
0: I remember, I remembered one thing I wanted to say and this, and this ties into the whole thing and, and basically just showed us that the writing was on the wall, but our time go this week, it. Oh boy. Our time, basically they talked to like training staff. They talked to people and they were basically saying like, yeah, Dylan's ready. Like Dylan's physically, like he's ready to go. Now it's about getting him mentally ready to go. And now it makes it very, very obvious that, you know, he was never going to be mentally ready to go because he had already checked out and was planning to enter the portal the day after the regular season ended.
1: There's a point in that episode where, like, Dylan's kind of like, oh, yeah, I got to be, like, careful what I lift. And then they cut to the assistant, uh, whatever, like, medicine guy who's just like, yeah, there's no limits. He can lift whatever he wants. Like, it's just like, it was so obvious that Dylan was just like, I think it's pretty clear that he's been ready to go for a while. I do not think this game was the first game that he could have played in. And he's just, he knew he was leaving.
0: Yeah. So. And it, it definitely feels that way. And, and then you contrast it with what you t- you tweeted the quote uh, from Gus yep. about Mikey last night. And yeah, Mikey didn't have a good game against USF. And, you know, he's had his ups and downs. But Gus basically said he's been, he hasn't been 100% for a few weeks now, I think he said. And he said he hasn't complained once, hasn't even like said anything. Like he's, he's just been putting his head down and going to work.
1: Which and when, when I tweeted that, that, someone that, replied to me immediately yeah. after I tweeted and was like, that's a shot at Dylan. And I replied right away. and was like, not at all the impression I got uh, just because I did not, no one else had tweeted that yet. And I didn't want my tweet to become the like, I'm, t- yeah. I'm throwing shade at Dylan. But like, that was absolutely what that was. It felt, yeah. I mean, <laughs> looking back on it, it now, it is hundred percent like, what that was. And yeah. it definitely hits a. I lot. I quote to and said, this hits a little different.
0: No, that's why. And, and I do like, and I'm, both of us have been big Mikey fans since before the season started. Since like December. Um, yeah. But I think that's like, I already have, 10 no more than 10 like 100 times the connection to mikey Keane of what of compared to what i had with dylan gabriel
1: yeah that's fair I'm already I, yeah. like
0: in it and i do i do think like it's at some point probably in next season it's going to become tommy's team and I, I already i have more of a connection to tommy who hasn't even really well i mean he stepped foot on campus like every game pretty much he's been there for like every he's, he's game. missed
1: very few games but
0: he hasn't even enrolled yet he's not even like practicing with the team yet and i feel like i already have more of a connection to tommy than i did dylan gabriel
1: which i mean
0: Tommy, tommy's nice excited tweet. about this news he had a nice He's tweet excited.
1: today i was gonna say he uh He's excited about this he news. tweeted night i was pulling it up as he said he said night nation i'm coming with a smiley face then hashtag the hero which is the <laughs> ballsiest thing in the world and honestly i love it no yeah, i love it so much It's great so, yeah
0: so we'll see we'll see where everything goes we'll have obviously probably more to talk about and i think so we'll we'll record another podcast and talk about the USF game. We'll probably have more on Dylan because I'm assuming by then they'll have talked to Gus, right? Because Gus will
1: be there. Should be some things coming out here. So we'll, yeah, have, we'll have. To, no, they may have not. No, they probably not. We'll not talk to Gus. Not, There's no not, access this week. Oh, um, I, was thinking, like, I was thinking because I was thinking normal add, gaming, this, they talk to him on someone's going to get but. some from UCF. There's some stuff we're waiting on now that I know is going to come out, and then we'll be able to talk about that. Yeah. Um. So which which, I, was kind of, I was kind of hoping it would come out while we were the little a little bit that you've didn't,
0: a little bit that you've told me, I'm excited to get into that. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. So, but anyway,
1: but the one um, okay,
0: last last thing, last last okay. thing, okay, is do you think like do you think UCF social or like, anybody like puts together like like a tribute video or like oh like thanks to huh. are they gonna, are they gonna no. acknowledge it because no. like I don't
1: think they should. I they probably will, but I don't think they should. I feel like I mean they're not going to do the whole sit down interview with Mackenzie Milton. Where it was, oh no, like, absolutely. But was it like Mahalo Mackenzie or whatever the yeah. word was? Sorry if I just completely said the wrong I, word. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Maybe a graphic. What are they thanking him for? Thank you for the gas. Exactly. Like yeah, I don't. Thank you so much for the win over four eight Stanford. Thank you for your zero and three record against top twenty five teams <laughs> and your below five hundred record against teams with winning records. Uh, what are you thanking him for?
0: Yeah, I mean it's... thank you.
1: Thank you for your your very tasteful jerseys. I don't
0: know. Thank you yeah. for essentially giving up on your team halfway through your junior season when you were supposed to be a captain.
1: Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Is he? He was a captain this year. That, yeah. That's so. Yeah, I. I. You know. Whatever, bye, Dylan.
0: See ya. All right. We'll have more on this next week and and into the into December because um, what else is there to
1: talk about? Yeah, them? exactly.
0: I mean, we'll have the bowl game coming up. We'll hopefully
1: get some. Is it weird that East Carolina already accepted their bowl bid? Like, is that that is weird? And I don't think we should take that to mean we're going to UCF any earlier.
0: Yeah, I was going to say like, were they just really excited to be back in a bowl? So like, all right, this is the bowl we're in. That's that was <laughs> like... the
1: joke I mean. It's like when it's the first time since 2014, you're going to announce that immediately. Like, yeah. So I don't know. So, it yeah, was unusual.
0: It's bowl selection Sunday. Will be next Sunday, right? So we yep, probably so we won't we'll know. know anything.
1: Which who knows? But it might. I mean, it leaked out a little early last year, so we might get a little early. We'll see.
0: Hopefully, I'm looking forward to it. One last game, one last yep. game on the season. Hopefully, we get to nine wins. But until our next podcast, which will drop around the normal time next week, I think we'll, we're still figuring out when that's going to be. But that will be uh, episode 48. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Bailey J Adams 22, at by C A Simmons, and at Night Sports Now. Thank you so much for being with us on this emergency podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye, everybody, including Dylan.